This is Recorded Future, Inside Threat Intelligence for Cybersecurity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 77 of the Recorded Future podcast. I'm Dave Bittner from the CyberWire. The Recorded Future team are proud to have recently published their first book, The Threat Intelligence Handbook, a practical guide for security teams to unlocking the power of intelligence. The book aims to provide readers with the information they'll need to integrate threat intelligence into their organizations, to ensure that it's actionable, and to put it in the hands of people who can most effectively make use of it. Joining us once again is Recorded Future's Chris Pace, who served as the editor of the new book. He'll take us through the process he and his colleagues went through to organize and write the book, and why he believes it's going to be valuable for both those new to threat intelligence and the more experienced reader as well. Stay with us. I think two main reasons why we wanted to write a book. One is that we just have a, a ton of people with a lot to say on the subject. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to be involved in a podcast like this. Um, and the and the other, really, because we, we're at a place where we think threat intelligence is moving to be a more ubiquitous security need um, as opposed to to perhaps just a siloed function uh, in an organization. So our drive is really to begin to give security professionals the kinds of useful advice that can help them start to apply threat intelligence in their own organization. So it's that sort of shift in mindset put us in a place where we thought, well, this is a perfect time to write a book, plus we have all this expertise. Let's put it all in one place. Let's put our whole ethos in one place. So can you take us through the process of how you go about organizing something like this? And also, I suppose there's the danger here that you don't want this to become just a a brochure, if you will, a a marketing effort. Yeah, that's obviously a a challenge. One of the reasons why, you know, leading an effort to produce something like this involved corralling, you know, quite a lot of people at Recorded Future. A lot of people are intelligence experts, people who who know their who know their business and some people who have no real interest, let's be honest, in marketing in marketing products. So actually having those people be more involved really helped to make sure that the book ended up being a a handbook as as opposed to as opposed to anything else. the publishers of the book said to us they'd never had so many people contribute to one of the books that they'd published before. And I wear that as a badge of honor because that means that we, you know, we got an, an awful lot of expertise into this into this fairly short book. Yeah, and if I, if I do say so myself, the uh, the list of contributors also looks like a who's who of folks we've enjoyed having on this podcast as well, including yourself. <laughs> Yeah, you, I don't think there's anyone on the list who probably hasn't been uh, who hasn't been on the podcast. There were some other people in the you know in the background who were, you know added their own expertise as well. So actually, that list is not even that list is not even exhaustive. Um, but it was it was fascinating to and the way we wrote the book was to get these guys you know a bit like you and I are doing now to have a have a conversation for a little while um, and to to collect their in, their kind of intelligence if you like uh, from that process. And it was absolutely fascinating to listen to these insights, you know, people who've worked inside organizations with intelligence, you know, giving really useful, practical help. Um, Yeah, it was absolutely fascinating to to be a part of the process. Can you take us inside of that a little bit? What what were some of the organizing principles and, uh, you know, what, what were people advocating for? 
we really began with a, this focus around uh, moving threat intelligence away from being seen as a as a silo, you know, in an organization to a key function uh, of security. That's our you know, that's been our ultimate aim with uh, with writing the book, and and then to empower people who are in you know perhaps other other parts of security, people who work in security operations or in incident response or as part of vulnerability management. We want them to feel like they can own ways to use threat intelligence in their own function and have that permeate through their organisation. So we began with an ethos that threat intelligence is for all of security, and then we tried to cover as many use cases as we could, which is which is tough, but we crammed a lot in there. We crammed a lot of, you know, starting advice uh, for the for these for these security pros, and those are the people that we've written the book for, and that was really where we began. So let's walk through it a little bit. Uh, I mean, we, the book starts off with an introduction uh, from the boss, from uh, from Christopher Alberg, uh, sort of setting the the table for what to expect. Yeah, and I think one of the th- the great things that the forward does is it really articulates this idea that your perception of what you think maybe threat intelligence is is definitely changing. We've seen this over just quite a short period of time. How what we may have seen as you know only for you know ex government analysts or you know experts in threat hunting or malware analysis, we're starting to see that shift to, you know, more practical applications for intelligence in businesses. And really what Christopher's done in the forward is to sort of, you know, frame frame that, to make that our reference point as we begin, so that people don't get, you know, put off by the idea that it's not a technical manual, it's not a, you know, it's not a training course, it's it's designed to be a practical guide. And that's really what we've what we focused on is is practical steps. Yeah, that, that is one of the things that struck me as I was reading through it, that uh, really, uh, regardless of what your place is in the security ecosystem, uh, you can flip through this, through, through the list of chapters, and find something that's going to uh, apply to you. Yeah, I think the other thing, when you start to think about it that way, is that maybe one of these areas doesn't apply to you today. And that's fine. You can dip into the bits that do. But if you maybe you reach a, a, a place in your organization where, where something happens, there's a compelling event, and suddenly everyone wants to talk about incident response, or everyone wants to talk about vulnerability management, this will give you a point of reference to go to to say, is there a role that threat intelligence can play in helping us to address the issues that we're facing in those particular areas? That's why we, we wrote it in this way. We're, we're kind of hoping it's the the sort of book that people will leave on their desk and you know when something comes up or they they need an answer to a question or they're they're looking for a direction where you know intelligence may be able to equip um, a part of security that they'll go back to that guide let's walk through uh, some of the chapters here can can you uh, sort of give us a sense for how things are organized yeah, so we've we've really begun by trying to uh, by trying to encapsulate this idea of intelligence driven security. So rather than intelligence for the sake of producing intelligence that might be used in a number of different ways, instead to begin by saying intelligence should you know drive security and and, and the reasons why. Uh, and then what what we've done, which I think is useful to both you know, traditional threat intelligence professionals and analysts, uh, and also to security and risk professionals, is we've kind of reworked the, the threat intelligence cycle to show how, you know, security aligns with that with that cycle. Um, 
And suddenly, though, when those two things begin to come together, you get an entirely different understanding of how you know threat intelligence can work as part of a security organization. So that's why we felt it was so important to bring those two worlds together in the first chapter so that everything we cover afterwards has a you know has a foundation and then each of the subsequent chapters really does focus in on very specific roles and responsibilities some of them i've already mentioned like um, uh, vulnerability management security operations but also security leaders those involved in risk analysis we've got a chapter in there on uh, fraud prevention as well we have a, a and then we have the second section of the book which is really on you know kind of how to get going so beginning your journey to applying threat intelligence then looking at how you can use frameworks developing a team ultimately so it it kind of begins by role by role and then gets into okay well what can you actually do you want to do something with intelligence here's some places to start yeah i really like the practical approach here that this is not uh this is not a technical manual this is this deals with uh, real people being able to apply real tools for real use cases i said before that we we come across you know we deal with a lot of, of people as a, as a as a business as a vendor of of a security uh, product you know we talk to a lot of people at events and through our social media and all that kind of stuff and the questions that i get asked all the time are what actually is threat intelligence and the most common question is actually how are other people using this they want to get an in, they want to get a feel for how other organizations are using threat intelligence and the problem is normally that our answer to that is okay well they're using it in a lot of different ways um or well it depends which is kind of the in a way is a terrible answer to that question but it is the right answer because there are so many use cases you know we've written 10 we've written 10 chapters here you know, even to begin with, um, there are so many use cases. Um, but what we've tried to do is in the book is is give people a way to decide which of those use cases might bring them the clearest benefits early on. And we wanted to put, you know, all those options, all of the answers to that question, all in all in one place. Yeah, and, and, and there is some some interesting specificity here. I mean, one of the chapters deals with uh, threat intelligence for security operators. You cover threat intelligence for incident response, for vulnerability management, for security leaders. Um, but then what what I like is, uh, as you said, the book wraps up with uh, some chapters on the actual journey through getting started with this. and And it tells you what not to do. Yeah, I mean, as always, um, starting is that as someone who has you know just finished being involved in a book, I can tell you that the the blank page is the is the worst part of starting anything. Right. That flashing that flashing cursor is almost like a, it's nagging away at you. Um, and I think the process is the same for anything. And so that's why what we've attempted to do is to is to not overload people with information if they're just beginning, to give them those practical steps that maybe things that they can they can you know achieve reasonably quickly with the right you know with the right help and with the right direction and then we've given them the, the place where they should the place where they should aspire to you know as well as the book being practical we also want it to be aspirational we want to show what's you know where the potential is for the application and use of and use of intelligence and so that's why those that second half of the book is you know is is written in a way that that kind of says you know you there are ways you can make a start and don't be don't be put off by that blank page here are places where you can here are places where you can begin and in some cases here are places where you shouldn't begin 
Yeah, it, it seems to me that you all have done a, a good job of sort of straddling that line between making sure that you're taking care of the folks who are just beginning their journey. But like you said, this, this can also be a, a good desk reference for people who have uh, a lot more experience. Yeah, I mean, I think that so I think there are organizations now who, who are using, you know, in te- intelligence of some type in their organization. They might be um, doing some automation. They might be integrating things with their, you know, with their um, security technologies. But even uh, even those uh, users, they're in a place where they could still potentially develop to, you know, building out a full blown threat intelligence team, you know, looking to recruit um, specialist uh, analysts, you know, kind of really broadening out that that function for it to for it to become a, a a servant if you like to the rest of security so there's you know in some ways even for you know a large financial there's still something for them to learn you know probably from the later chapters of this book um and actually is there may be something for them to learn from the earlier chapters because they may not have thought about how the intelligence that they produce could be ingested and applied by the other parts of their security organization so we we have tried to include something for everyone it's obviously almost impossible to do that we have tried to include something for everyone so that there's a you know there's a useful reason for you to keep this book on your desk yeah, the last chapter uh, talks about developing the core threat intelligence team. Uh, I'd like to dig into that a little bit. Can you can you walk us through what, what were some of the uh, some of the lessons that you share there? One of them, I think, one of the biggest things from this. Once you get to a point where you where you think, yes, we we know we if we make an investment in this particular area, we're going to see a return that will help you know the whole of our security. I think one of the challenges is actually where. Where then does that belong? That's one of the first things that we that we address. You know, where should that threat intelligence team belong? In some cases, they exist completely separately. In some cases, they're a, they're part of an incident response function, and that's sometimes because of the way that these teams organically grow and the the nature of the people in in those teams. Um, but actually, where it ends up is quite key because you need buy-in from everyone. So that the, the, some of the internal politics that might come with, you know, setting up that new team and the resource that it gets, um, that's something definitely to bear in mind. The other thing, of course, naturally is, you know, what are the core competence, competencies of the people in that team? What are their capabilities? And then the other thing that we, we've highlighted here is that really as you build this team, you shouldn't just be looking to build it with people who have tons of threat intelligence experience. You have a load of people who have experience of working in that organization. So if there are people who are showing an aptitude uh, for this sort of work, who are working in other parts of security, you should be looking to, you know, bring those guys on to develop them, uh, to show them how they can move from, you know, from from one role to another. And then the, the last thing, and probably the most important when it comes to building out the team, is how do you plan to produce and then deliver intelligence and what kind of intelligence will it be um so again that goes back to what i was saying about use cases really you have to know where the benefits are most likely to come in terms of the type of intelligence that you decide to uh, that you decide to produce um then you'll be able to make sure that it's of most benefit to the rest of the organization um so that's really a, a lot of what we talk about in that in that final chapter can you take us through some of the things that, that you learned just going through the process of putting together a book like this, where there, there are things that, uh, that you didn't expect, lessons that you learned for yourself personally? 
One of the big things that I like, and it's interesting, you know, I've been in, in working in security and for security vendors for a really long time now, um, as much as that pains me to say. Uh, but one thing I did learn is that there's there's a lot more overlap in 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 some of these functions than perhaps than perhaps you would expect. And and once we began to examine more closely, you know, what does in threat intelligence mean for uh, incident response, for example, the most traditional application, and then thinking about security operations, some of those needs are actually quite quite similar um but then application of the intelligence was really quite different um and that i think that's what i one of the things that i really took away was that as much as sometimes these roles can be seen as you know very much these neat swim lanes of what people do day to day um i really learned that most organizations there's a great deal of overlap there's a great deal of cross-functional work that's happening some of that is to do with the fact that these teams are, are stretched um but it was just really interesting to see how you know if you if you could put intelligence right at the center of a lot of these functions it would really amp up the capabilities of a of a security organization as a as a whole and i think i I kind of knew that at the beginning, but actually getting into the into the detail of how these teams operate really helped me to see that that was a that that could be a reality. What's your advice for folks to to jump into this book? Is this a something they should sit down with and read from start to finish, or is this the sort of thing where maybe they should look through the uh, the chapter list and, and find the things that apply to them? Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons that at the beginning we we created a the chapters at a glance is that we we want to encourage people to be able to you know head to where they think they're most likely you know when they first get the book um, to get a you know to get a benefit. Um, it it is a guide rather than a rather than a narrative. Although we you know we lay out what we're going to say right at the beginning and and the rest of the book follows that narrative. But if you went straight to chapter four, for example, you wouldn't you know you wouldn't miss anything necessarily because you hadn't read the first the first three chapters so you know it goes back to that whole thing about a, a, a practical guide we want to encourage people you know and a lot of us you know we're time poor enough anyway as it is mm. we want to get people to head to what's really useful to them and that's why we broke this up in this way uh, but i mean you can read it start to finish but our advice would be head to what you think is going to offer you the most you know the the, the biggest benefit right now um and then if you're you know if you're hooked and you keep reading that's great um, but if not maybe you took away some gems that you could start to apply tomorrow was there anything that uh, that had to be left on the cutting room floor or, or you have plans for perhaps a sequel <laughs> oh gosh it might be a bit too soon to be thinking about <laughs> too, that too early um, but, <laughs> too early all right i'm sorry chris <laughs> it might be a bit too early <laughs> yes i'm sorry he's got me right he's got me right in the second edition already um but i think uh i think yeah i mean there was naturally this is just an introduction you know right from the beginning this is just an introduction there is a ton of stuff you know around um around frameworks around you know um the actual uh, processes involved in the in the collection analysis and production of intelligence you know certainly the more technical elements they they they, they didn't make it there just wasn't the, there just wasn't the room you know, this is de- designed as the as the practical guide for you know for, for security pros so really there was a load more that we could have added that would have walked people right through the whole you know we, we've got that kind of experience uh, you know at recorded future we would have been able to to have created that but yeah that was stuff that that, that didn't make it uh, unfortunately maybe there will be a second edition at some point but there there is so much more that that, that could have been said we really have just um, just begun 
Yeah. Well, congratulations, Chris, to you and the whole team. I think it's uh, it's quite an accomplishment. I think you've achieved what you set out to do here. It is it is a good read, and of course, it's it's free. So uh, go ahead and grab your your downloaded version. You can also request uh, a printed version uh, to keep on your desk, like we said before. And um, I, I I think it's worth your time. Yeah, and of course, I'm 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 bound, and I want to make sure that I I thank everyone who was involved in the in the production of this. It was um, it, it took you know effort from a, a lot of people, a lot of involvement of a lot of people, a lot of organising, copy editing, design, um, you know, all the things that are involved in the process of of publishing a book. And it really could not have been done without a without a team effort from uh, from people at Recorded Future. So we're we're very proud. Our thanks to Recorded Futures' Chris Pace for joining us. Be sure to get your free copy of the Threat Intelligence Handbook, a practical guide for security teams to unlocking the power of intelligence. It's on the Recorded Future website. If you enjoy this podcast, we hope you'll take the time to rate it and leave a review on iTunes. It really does help people find the show. Don't forget to sign up for the Recorded Future Cyber Daily email, where every day you'll receive the top results for trending technical indicators that are crossing the web. Cyber news, targeted industries, threat actors, exploited vulnerabilities, malware, suspicious IP addresses, and much more. You can find that at recordedfuture.com slash intel. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll subscribe and help spread the word among your colleagues and online. The Recorded Future podcast team includes coordinating producer Amanda McKeown, executive producer Greg Barrett, the show is produced by Pratt Street Media, with editor John Petrick, executive producer Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.